Alright, you ready to do this thing, man? Ready than I'll ever be. Ready than you'll ever be. Huh. I don't even know if that made sense. Yeah. Did I say that right? Ready than you'll ever be. As I think Ready than I'll ever be. I think you were trying to say as ready as I'll ever be. Yeah, but it didn't come out that way. Yeah. Badumcha. That was my yeah, that was my <laughs> um my 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 funny drum. I don't know what that's called. Your funny what? My funny drum. My rim shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a, another episode of the Let's Level Up podcast. Now, you Mage Wars Mondays guys may be thinking, WTF, what happened to Mage Wars Mondays? And if you'll remember the last episode that we talked about, I thought about bringing back the Let's Level Up podcast in its original incarnation of me talking to different game designers, some of my friends in the industry, uh, some of just my personal friends, other reviewers and whatnot, to give you some ind- industry-specific things about tabletop gaming and gaming in general. Um, so here we are with episode 11 of the Let's Level Up podcast, and with me today is a guy that um, he's probably my closest friend. He's definitely, um, as far as people that live in my town, uh, who I like to spend my time with when I'm not with my family. Um, so he's kind of like a side family um, in, a, in an adorable Asian packaging. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's just a really nice way of saying that I'm your only friend in in this town that's true yeah it really is i like to i like to present the audience with a with a a bit of an illusion of myself maybe not an illusion but you know a larger than life persona where everybody loves me you know i just i just need to be loved maybe not i don't know i don't know what i need tink i'm confused um so my friend tink Wen is here <laughs> to to talk with me about games today and i think it's gonna be a semi-entertaining uh podcast because tink and i actually have a um i guess you could call it a comedy podcast tink you want to tell 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 the tell the internet a little bit about yourself buddy oh uh, you know well i'm okay stop ricky said stop one sec okay off to a bad start already <laughs> I don't. I don't think you could go. Oh well, you know. So, <laughs> so don't worry. I'll edit this out. Wink. Don't no. Wink. Don't don't censor me. <laughs> I'm I'm being so raw right now. Oh, you're raw now. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the real me, Ricky. You, you take it, you leave it. The internet can take it. They can leave it. Yeah. Okay, and they're probably gonna leave it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll be right. I'll, what did I say earlier? I'll be ready as I'll be. <laughs> Something like that. Because I didn't know how that euphemism goes. You're a communications uh, master, right? No, no, I'm a an education master. Education masters. That's right. You have yeah. your masters in education. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what what is your what's your history? What's your background in gaming? For those that don't know you. Uh, well, I own a very successful company called Square Enix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I just grew up playing video games and, and you know, some board games. I, I don't think for your audience that uh, regularly listen to uh, Let's Level Up or, uh, they, you know, I probably 
can't connect with them as much. But I did play a lot of I played a lot of video games growing up, so that's basically where it started for me. Yeah, I think well, I think a lot of people are um, you know in the tabletop industry also play video games, so I wouldn't be too quick I don't think to. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a fine line between the two. You're probably right. You're probably right. They don't. Yeah, I don't. That's a very bizarre thing to even consider. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, no. So, what kind of games did you like to play growing up? Um, you you were a, a quiet child, a child, a, a fragile child. Um, you were kept yeah, to yourself so mainly, and you yeah. escaped from the 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 day to day hells that you had to endure in West Texas through through <laughs> both song and dance. And video games. So let's talk about the last one for a little bit, the video game part. You you really depicted my life so well <laughs> to this point. I'm, I'm painting no, with they... a very broad brush right now. <laughs> no, well, my brother, my brothers really were the one that got me into video games. So I started off, uh, as most people have, on the Super Nintendo playing games like Final Fantasy. I guess it was two in America, but four in Japan, but... Excellent then, game, man. You know, kind of went. What's that? That's an excellent. You know, the first time I ever cried yeah. in uh, in my entire life. Was it Palum and Parum? No, uh, was no, that, that was that was the second time I cried. Oh, what, what was the first time? The first time I cried was playing Final Fantasy IV. This was uh, this was three weeks ago uh, when I played it for the first time. <laughs> and it's, you played it three weeks ago? No, no, I wish I have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was. Uh, it's when you, the very beginning of the game, when uh, Cecil and Kane um, are are essentially tricked into taking that bomb into the village of Mist, <laughs> and you've got to yeah. kill you kill Rydia's mother like right before you get spoiler alert if you guys haven't played it. Yeah. Um, but you you kill the Mist dragon, and it turns out to be your mom, and uh, mm-hmm. you have to fight the little girl basically to the death um <laughs> to keep going and it's just a bizarre could you imagine if that was a movie you the, your main characters right out of the gate are murdering innocent people and trying to <laughs> slaughter a child nobody would ever want to go see that i don't know i mean i guess it depends on who they're trying to cater to like if we are these the protagonists going out and doing it oh yeah they're the protagonists of the i mean those are the two main characters of the, of the series or the of that title right well, yeah, yeah, but they were tricked into it. Oh, that makes it better. I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, SS out there who feel tricked into what they did in the 40s, you know what I mean? Not, not buying that as an excuse at all. I think there's a little more conviction with the, with, with the with Nazis. Hey, hey. They, this, they, I think they, they believe in the cause a little bit more. This is a family show. We don't say Nazis on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So that's actually the, one thing. Uh, democratically I, I, impaired. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up with um, with the audience. So uh, the Let's Level Up podcast is going to be a bit more of a mature tone. I'll try to flag it in iTunes as explicit because a lot of my friends have potty mouths. Uh, Tink is actually pretty well spoken um, most of the time, and he doesn't yeah. have to result into vulgarities like I do when my family aren't around. So um, I hope you guys. Don't get offended by this thing, and I just want to say most of what you're going to hear, almost all of it, in fact, is just generally going to be uh, our attempts at jokes. So, um, yeah, which is or what we do. Attempts. Yeah, which is what we do in our other podcasts that we have. Uh, Tink, why don't you yeah. talk about the other show? The other show that you abandoned? Well, the one that you you know forced me to get into and dedicate myself to. And then you decided, you know what? No, I'm just going to do my own thing. So you did 
let's level up, and that's the only reason I'm on the show, so you can rub it in my face. <laughs> yeah, do you know how much money do you know how much money I'm making on this show? I how much? Millions, man. Mi- literally you know millions of zeros. <laughs> you know how much we made in the other one? Yeah. Like seven dollars, I think. Seven dollars on an Amazon credit. Yeah. <laughs> Just still sitting there, I think, waiting to be redeemed. Um, so we have a podcast that we do together. Um, we haven't done it in quite some time because both of our schedules have been crazy. Um, yeah. Mine particularly. And then, of course, you've had your child, so congratulations there, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm actually, um, I don't know what the return policy is yet on a kid, but <laughs> it turns out three think... three is, is more than a crowd. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think, yeah, three is more than a crowd. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say something, but I forgot this was trying to be a little bit more friendly. No, friendly <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to censor <laughs> yourself um, by any means. So. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I'm just a side friend anyway. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? You know what it means. Oh, stop. I'm, a, I'm just a little bitter because Ricky, Ricky's just doing so much better than me. That's not true. Well, in this podcast business. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's maybe no, that's a little I, true. I'm way far more superior than you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you got me in podcast listens. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'm going to give you one attempt to um, give the listeners the name of our other podcast, and let's see if you uh, mess it up like you do on the actual <laughs> podcast. This is Ricky and Tink Got Friends. Oh, you got it right. Oh, my goodness. I got it right. And where can I they... practiced that this whole time. Where can they listen to that at? Uh, is it ratgf.com? No, nope, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> is it rickyandtink.com? Rickyandtink.com, that's right. So R-I-C-K-Y and T-I-N-K.com. Now, I will, yeah. again, that uh, podcast is very vulgar, and it's definitely not for meant for kids, so... Um, I definitely, if your children happen to listen to the channel or anything like that, make sure you uh, pre-screen those because a lot of them are, are, are actually pretty bad. So, um, And again, everything you're going to hear there is a joke, um, so don't take any of it seriously, please. But we actually, sometimes we'll do characters and, and that kind of thing. It's really a podcast <laughs> about nothing. Um, and just us kind of hanging out with our friends and occasionally having a couple drinks and laughs. So, But we talk about gaming a lot on, the, on that podcast. Um, because we both are just avid gamers. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what, what are you playing right now? Um, video game wise, I'm playing uh, Alien Isolation on Xbox One. Um, occasionally, um, I'm playing Minecraft with my son, and I'm playing Heroes of the Storm on PC when I can. Um, yeah. Also, the Dragon Age DLC, the Dragon Age Inquisition DLC just came out. Oh, and yeah, it just dropped, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, so I want to get my hands on that, because that game was excellent. Man, T- I, need, T- a, I the... need to finish that game. You haven't finished it yet? No, I have not. Oh, man. Yeah, you need to, for yeah. sure. It's a good one. Yeah. What's um, What's stopping you from playing it? Just too many things, or...? Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, just kind of life picked up after the Christmas break, mm-hmm. um, and so I never really was able to get back into it the way I would have liked to. 
and that's just my way of saying that I, I don't want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> What's... No, it's a great game. I really, I really, honestly, just haven't had a chance to pick it back up. Okay, sure, sure. What's the yeah. um, What's the best game you've ever played? Best game I ever played. Um, you know what? I even though I say I, I don't have time to play, I did play The Last of Us in like a weekend, um, and that was just last weekend. And that game is incredible. It it's so emotionally exhausting, but yeah, uh, you know, you just get so caught up with the characters and the story. Um, Naughty Dog just did a really good job. I, I never actually really played any of their other games, but Last of Us is just amazing. I won't say it's the best game, but it's definitely up there. It's um the only thing I don't like about The Last of Us is the actual gameplay. Yeah, which it's it's to me it felt it felt kind of buggy and it was really boring. But the story was so good that you just want to get through all the crap in between the cutscenes um, to yeah, experience absolutely. to experience that man because it really was. I remember we played or you played the um, the intro and we watched it together and we were both just like <laughs> in shock for thirty minutes yeah. about what happened. So if you haven't played The Last of Us. I think it's on PS3 and PS4. It's definitely worth picking yeah. up. Um, it got just, remastered, yeah. Just for the story. Or, you know, wait, because I believe they're turning it into a movie. And um, that it's that's going to be one of those movies that I think if you just if you keep it true to the true to the video game, um, yeah. you cut out some of the fight scenes, you have a really, really good story on your hands. So that should be really amazing. I mean, the first part of it is about a good 20 minutes. So there's already a fifth. Uh, I mean, uh, a third of a movie right there. So, what's the worst game you've ever played? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't. That's a good question because I don't. When I play a bad game, it really doesn't stay on my mind very long. It, I just kind of mull over and go to the next game. Because I'm actually pretty forgiving when it comes to video games. Uh, I kind of appreciate what developers will put into it, even though it, it didn't end up quite being yeah. as as graceful as they probably would have liked it to be. But I, you know what? Honestly, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say it. I, I, since I'm going with more recent games, I'll say Watch Dogs. Oh, that game was... That game, not good. Yeah. Just not was, good, man. I'm glad it I didn't. It was spend a game that did not it. know what it was. Yeah, it didn't know what it wanted it wanted to be as a game. So it was. Um, it, it had a really interesting. It actually had a very creepy premise. One that I didn't like. Um, the idea that there's these systems in all of our houses that the government could basically just spy on you at any time. Right. You know? And it was right at the time when like everybody was up in arms about the uh, the connect sensor. Um, you know, because yeah. it was it was pretty close to the launch of the Xbox One. It was a few months outside of it. And it was, yeah. It it probably could have been a launch title if it. Yeah, I mean, it probably should have been a launch title. It would have been of um, I think it'd have been a little bit better received if it was there for both of the yeah, it would, console launches. Yeah. Just because yeah. you, you don't expect a launch title to be really polished, like um, no. like Dead Rising Three. Dead Rising Three is a really fun, stupid game. But it's not polished right. and it's clunky in parts and it's you know but it's a good launch title because it's it's fun and it, it can exactly sh- it shows off what the console can do especially compared to those exactly. last gen things. 
Um, let's talk a bit what about, about you. What's the? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. What's the worst game you've ever played? Worst game I have ever played um, is probably a Steve Jackson game, tabletop game, um, called Munchkin Quest. Um, is that the board game? It's the board the version game of Munchkin. It, exactly. Yep. It's the board game yeah. version of Munchkin, and um, we played it one time, and I, I bought it for. 60 bucks at a local game store and um i man it was one of those things where i didn't really want to spend the money um yeah i i thought it was 40 uh, but you know local game stores if, they have their markup that they have to do so i think right, it was 60 right. whenever tax and everything was included in it and um i went home and i played it with a couple guys and it was just not good man it would took it took so long. To, I did the first turn. It took so long to finish my turn, and I was level six or something like that. Um, and you're still just trying to get to ten, I think. Um, and then the other guys just couldn't do anything. Like it was to the point where it was comically bad. Like they'd get something, they get an item, and then something would come out and eat the item. <laughs> and then like, oh, it's good grief! So we played that for <laughs> we played that for like an hour. And we went through two turns with everybody, and we we all just kind of looked at each other like, "Ah, this is crap. Let's put this thing up." Um, yeah. And it's kind of what That's I heard. Too bad that you spent so much money on it. Yeah, you know, it's still sitting on my shelf. I think if I ever, uh, I don't like doing negative reviews on YouTube. I don't, I don't like, um, I don't do that. So if 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 somebody sends me a game and I don't think it's fun, um, I I just I'll just say sorry i'm not gonna record any media for this thing because i don't like putting right right Uh, there's some people out there that um that like negativity and i'm not one of those guys when i when i'm around that kind of energy i go to it i go to a dark place like Gollum with the one ring man i just don't like (laughs) i don't like having that in my life at all so i just don't do it um but there's some guys out there who, who just really get off um on just just really thrive on that trashing people's hard work, man. And I, I don't doubt yeah. that the people at, that that um, SJG spent a lot of time on Munchkin Quest. It was just an idea, I think, that was better left on the drawing board um, than an actual practice. But Munchkin is an amazing game. And no, uh, yeah, the card game itself is so much fun. It's easy to pick up. Anyone can play it. Yep, and and, and then complicating something so easy did not help the game at all in my opinion um and it really in our in our play experience was just it was by far the worst tabletop session i think i've ever had um oh man so that's how long ago was myself. that oh man it was a year or two probably two years yeah, ago okay. um, fairly recent that. that you played it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I played it like as soon as i bought it because i was excited about it and um it was one i heard about and like eh, well you know you should probably just buy munchkin if you want to play munchkin and yeah, it. I didn't listen. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that you don't do negative reviews. I think that's. I think that's really good. Yeah, I just don't see the. Again, I don't see the point in it, man. I don't see the point. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people who think reviewers need to be honest, and I think you can be right. honest and not uh, and not trash something. Um, you could do what I do, for instance, and just simply don't review it. If you don't like it, I and, mean that's that's what I do, and that's pretty telling of uh, in itself. It's like I'm not willing to do a review over this because I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think as a reviewer, you'd be like, yeah, that, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard some people, uh, you know, make comments like, well, you know, Rick just likes everything. Like, oh no, that's not true. Yeah. 
Um, I like most games. I mean, it's it's very rare that I find a game that I don't want to play. Um, yeah. But um, I just don't. Uh, again, I don't. I don't see the need to put that energy out there in the world. It's just not. To me, it's not healthy. It's kind of why I don't have a career in politics. <laughs> that, and I don't want That's all so my. Negative. Yeah, I don't want all my my weird sex scandals coming out whenever I go <laughs> run for office. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything coming out that you're really looking forward to, uh, video game wise? Oh my gosh! You know, like I this I was really uh, hesitant to be on the show mainly because I've kind of fallen out of video games for a little bit. Like, just I really haven't been keeping up with anything. Oh. Um, uh, so my passion for video games isn't quite there as you know maybe like a few months ago um, but I, I would have to say if there's a game that's coming out that I'm looking forward to it's probably gonna be shoot I don't know Mass Effect oh the new Mass the Effect the, the remastering of the, the trilogy <laughs> are they really doing that yeah Oh, I, I, I don't even know why I have to ask that. Of course they're doing that. Why, yeah, yeah. why, why make a new game when you can just take your other stuff and port it? Well, they're still they're still gonna they're still making Mass Effect Four, and it, it apparently may have a release date for this year. I doubt it, um, but they are remastering it. So I mean, that's what that, I, that seems like. That's where the money's at for a lot of the a lot of these next gen games right now. Yeah, remastering your old titles. Uh, no kidding, man. Well, somebody made the joke at Gen Con this past year um, that said, "Hey, you know what was the big hit at Gen Con a couple years ago? It was, it was taking Netrunner and bringing that back from the dead and making it an LCG. And uh, this year, it's it's taking Dude Town and bringing that back and making it an <laughs> LCG. And then they were joking because Upper Deck was selling these uh, verses, which is an old Marvel Comics uh, CCG." You know, like Magic the Gathering, but you're playing with the Marvel Universe. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, they were selling those as like an intro, like a reintroduction of the game. And they, somebody was joking, he's like, yeah, next year they're going to be bringing that into an LCG and it's going to go crazy. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, uh, they've announced that they're going to bring Versus back in an LCG form. And uh, yeah. they got they got the original designer back on board to help streamline things. So which is which is actually I knock it, but it's actually a really cool thing because if you missed yeah. if you missed those games, like I I missed Versus completely while it was in print, and I don't know how it was possible because I was such a huge Marvel uh, nut growing up. I didn't yeah, yeah. I, I missed it, and uh, I, I hear a lot of the guys that I play Magic with now. They'll talk about um, you know how good versus used to be, but how kind of broken it was at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then when they lost, when they screwed up all the licensing stuff, they they lost the ability to print and keep up with it. So it's yeah. good to see that back, and it's good to get a chance. Like I never got to play Netrunner when I was growing up either, because I didn't I didn't really get the whole um, the whole CCG thing at all. Um, I didn't even play Magic until I was in my twenties. Um, really, oh, I'm I'm surprised. I feel like. Seems like you you've been playing for much longer. So. Yeah, well, I, I I tried it a couple times when I was younger, and I didn't. Uh, we got like, I forget what magazine it was. Um, they they gave you like an intro set for of like forty cards, um, and we had a couple of those, so we'd play each other with that. But we didn't 
Um, one, San Angelo was a very, I think, a very different place at that time for a you know twelve-year-old, mm-hmm. and it wasn't um, it wasn't something I could accessibly get to, get around to buy cards. Look at that, internet pretty much wasn't a thing um, yeah. for most of us, and you just didn't didn't know about that uh, being really being a thing. So really, it's a godsend when when companies do that when developers decide to uh, reprint something. To- you know, because, yeah, you're right, like, you know, back in the day, I wouldn't have been able to, I would, none of that would have been accessible to me. Didn't have the money, didn't have the motive, uh, the transportation to do that. Now you do, and now you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're exactly right. I think it is, um, you know, it's, you know, I think some people can look at it and laugh about them recycling the same old things, you know, um, like Hollywood does movies, but at the same time, like, yeah. hey, if it's good and it's going to get people into it, then why not, man? No, yeah, no kidding. I mean, Marvel's making tons of money by <laughs> recycling all of their all of their uh, their characters right now. Yeah, are you looking forward to uh, Age of Ultron? I am. I haven't watched a single trailer. You still haven't seen a single trailer. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. You know, I, I, I for the most part know the story. I just. I don't want to be. I, I want everything to be a surprise when I watch it. Yeah. It looks, like, I don't want it to be like, when I'm watching it, I was like, oh, I saw that in the preview. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, it yeah. looks like it's going to be incredible, man. It looks like it yeah. may be better than the uh, than the first Avengers. You know, the, the first Avengers was flawed, um, but it was so cool, and it was such a, just a groundbreaking thing that they were doing about taking all these individual characters from their own movies and combining yeah. them in this universe that everything is tied together. Um, and the build-up to it was amazing. I remember I couldn't sleep after I watched The Avengers the first time. I was just I had, wow. like, I had an adrenaline rush, man, and I literally laid in bed, saw the midnight release, then it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I got out of the movie, you know, I got home by three, and uh, just didn't sleep couldn't sleep and it was just i kept thinking about different parts of the movie and it was so good but at the same time there was parts of it that were that were that were not very good i think i think most of the scenes with uh, black widow talking about her ledger right. and the first one and and that whole thing i thought was unnecessary um mm-hmm. and i actually really didn't like that character and the way that they're going with it but they really made up for it i think in uh, winter soldier because oh uh, winter soldier yeah yeah they've given her some some purpose there and it was a lot better, I think, in the long run. Yeah, that might have been the problem with the Avengers. Is there, there's two or three characters that weren't quite developed because they didn't have their own movie. I mean, they were obviously featured in some of the earlier movies, like Iron Man and and, and Captain America. But uh, I I you, I don't think you would you, you you connected with them as well as the, obviously like Thor and Iron Man and and the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's true. I'm really looking forward to all this stuff they're doing on Netflix, man. The uh, have you seen the trailer for Daredevil? No, I haven't. Oh, and that lo- I I hear a lot of good things about that. It looks amazing, man. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio looks exactly yeah. as I would picture the Kingpin to look in real life. I, I did see a picture of that. He looks incredible. I mean, he doesn't look as comically big. Like Kingpin is huge. You know, he's he's a like, giant. He's like yeah. as big as a car, or at least as wide as a car, and uh, and so he doesn't have that like that weird comic book girth to him, but he still looks yeah. like a big man, 
and it looks man it looks incredible <laughs> um they have a trailer if you guys haven't seen it definitely check out the trailer um for for daredevil on netflix because it, it is really good but in the trailer um I forget who starts it off. Either Kingpin or Daredevil starts off this thing, starts off this monologue about how um, their city is in a dark place and they're going to do whatever they can to get out, uh, to, to make it right or whatever. But mm-hmm. but Kingpin is obviously, he's doing his own thing, right? He is, I mean, he's, he's trying to take over the city and he's trying to, you know, I don't know if he's going to become the Kingpin in the show or how that's going to work, but he has, you know, his own ulterior motives, whereas Matt Murdock is really trying to make things a better place, but in, in his own right, Kingpin sees it as he is making it a better place by just being the one that's calling all the shots. Um, yeah. It, so it looks like they're drawing a very cool, um, you know, very awesome parallel there, you know, like like Frank Miller did when he, uh, when he did some of the Daredevil stuff, so it should be sweet. Yeah. Plus, if they throw a Punisher cameo in there somewhere, I will just I'll die. <laughs> you would lose it, man. Yeah. yeah I would. <laughs> I don't know anyone who loves Punisher as much as you do. But he's one of the best characters ever, man. Oh, no. He's he's not one of the best characters ever. He's one of the coolest characters ever. And uh, I just... I, I There's something about the, the plight of the Punisher... You know, um, of him being that tortured soul that I can't—you can't say spirit of vengeance when really he's actually the spirit of vengeance. Uh, I think Ghost Rider has that moniker though. Um, but there's yeah, a, yeah. there's four issues that Garth Ennis wrote called Born, and it's a you know four issue series about the secret origin of the Punisher, and um, it's an incredible read. It is very very graphic, um, both language. There's there's some very strong. Um, you know, sexual abuse stuff in there. Yeah. And um, uh, Punisher's just, he's Frank Castle. He's a lieutenant or something like that. And he's in Vietnam. And he's just a badass, man. It's incredible. Like, um, one of the guys in his platoon um, ends up abusing this woman in this village. And Frank Castle takes him out back and just kills him, man. <laughs> and, like, one of the new guys sees him do it. And, uh, like, Castle looks at him. He's like, are you going to say something? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. and so like he asks Castle later, like, well, why'd you do that? And he he just says like really calmly, he's like, oh, he needed to be punished. And then um, nice. like their bait, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't read it. So definitely definitely read those four issues, um, and you'll just it, I think you'll come across. Uh, uh, it's it's just as good as the Punisher Max stuff that Garth Ennis did, and that's you know some of the best the best Punisher stuff, but to have somebody who strives so hard to get back to his family, to have them ripped out of their, his life, you know, is, is just, and then what he does in order to get back at them, you know, the people that he feels responsible, like, uh, Ma Nucci and all right. those guys, the Nucci clan, it's just really, really cool. Have, is your, your love of Punisher, is that more recent? No, uh, well, um, when I was growing up, I really was into the X-Men, and that was, that was yeah. my go-to and Spider-Man. Um, I, I knew of the Punisher um, from being a Spider-Man, you know, anti-hero, you know, bad guy, right. but not really a bad guy. Um, God, it was... I read my first Punisher book. It was a Punisher and Daredevil team-up. I think I was 16 or 17, and uh, I was like, man, this guy's a really cool character. He's very interesting. The fact that he's... 
that he believes so strongly. In the Dolph Lundgren movie um, was out in the 90s, and I remember watching that. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, Dolph Lundgren is, is terrible in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> but really, um, when my son was born, I think my love for the Punisher uh, got very real. I don't know. It yeah. seemed like... I just remember looking at him, and um, there was a while where, like, anything father-son related, like when my son was, like, two, uh, <laughs> would just make me instantly just just a ball of mess, man. Like, um, <laughs> if you remember the first season of The Walking Dead where, when Carl gets shot with yeah, the, uh, yeah. that deer hunter, and he, he lives. Um, and again, sorry if this is a spoiler for you guys. Um, he, Carl lives through his gunshot wound in the woods in the first season of The Walking Dead if you haven't seen it um, but that whole thing and like Rick grabbing this his six year old son or however old he's supposed to be and you know running through the woods trying to get him medical attention it just obliterated me as a as, yeah. a, as, a, as a man and uh, it hits so, a lot of, it's really close to home for you your yeah. Son. yeah you'd be doing the same thing yeah, I probably just would have left them. It's, just, it's a lot of war. It's a lot of yeah. war. No, I love you, son, but jeez. Yeah. So there's definitely some walkers yeah. that heard that gunshot, so I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> have you played the uh, Telltale Walking Dead game? No, not not any of them. I've heard so many good things about that, though. I'm, I'm working. Have you played? You played them through, right? I'm working through. Uh, the first one now. Um, I'm doing that in the Game of Thrones. Uh, the Game of Thrones as the episodes come out. Yeah. Um, but there's um, episode two or three. Episode three, I think is what it is. Um, just absolutely had me crying. Like sobbing in my living room at two in the morning. Because I can only play it when my kids are asleep. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it's one of the most heart wrenching things ever. I think I've experienced in a game. It was so brutal, and I just remember that's amazing. Yeah, I remember like finishing the episode and just kind of putting my controller down and just like taking a big gulp, and like I felt that just giant lump and yeah. pit of despair. Like I was ruined, man. And uh, wow, yeah, going to bed and then just like waking up in the morning, and just being really kind of sad like that what i just did yeah i mean it really is it's truly incredible that somebody can take a medium like that and uh you know they're like moving comic books it's it's like comic books on on steroids because you can you can actually dictate what's happening in the story now granted a lot of the telltale games have pre-written conclusions and it doesn't matter what you actually do x is going to be an inevitable circumstance right right Um, right but it's really fun getting to that point, and so far the game has been really, really good. Um, yeah, and I'm really I'm looking forward to playing it, finishing that, and then going through the second one. I got both of those on Xbox Live. Um, gosh, for like twenty bucks or something like that. They were on sale. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. I need to go pick those up, man. Yeah, I don't know if they're still on sale, but they had a bunch of Telltale sales the other day. Yeah. I picked up Alien Isolation for twenty bucks the other day because they had an Xbox Live sale out of nowhere. So that's a good that's a good steal right there. I heard that I heard really good things about that game too. Yeah, it's so far it's pretty good, man. If you like those if you like those games where you are 
Um, and it's and it's really interesting, you know. I, I don't like being I don't like being epic in the games that I play. I don't um, when I get to those levels in like a D and D campaign, I usually lose interest. Um, I I don't like being an invincible force. I don't like I don't like not having the choices that I make through combat, right? Or you know through storytelling or whatever. Um, yeah. Not matter. You know, I don't like going into an encounter in a role-playing game and knowing that I could just, you know, mash the A button, you know, or in terms of D&D, just auto-attack through it and not have yeah. to actually think about what's going on. I think those are really poor. Um, so my favorite games are the ones that that you're not... You're, you're very much vulnerable. And every instance where combat is considered... You really need to think about whether or not you're going to go through with that because if you go through with this, you may die, or maybe one of your mm-hmm. party members may die, and uh, you don't want to have that happen. And so you you often have um, it often promotes I think different ways of thinking whether you're going to stealth around it, you're going to try to talk your way out of the yeah. encounter. Um, and those games like Alien Isolation and some of those other survivor horror games. Um, I think do a really good job at putting you in that position where you know what you're not the baddest kid on the block. This yeah. de- this demon or this alien, if it gets its hands on you, it's going to rip you in half. So you gotta run, you gotta hide, and you gotta just let your adrenaline take you through this story. Um, and I really dig that, man. I I, I completely agree with you because especially the survival horror games, it's it's not true survival horror if I'm really just picking up weapons and there's like unlimited ammo everywhere i i don't feel that sense of uh i, don't, I definitely don't feel horrified by any means it's just like oh, i have to get, use this gun but games like i guess alien isolation and insomnia is it insomnia uh amnesia amnesia that's yeah. it thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. amnesia games like that where you you can't you can't um run at the enemy full force you have to you have to be stealthy. You have to be clever about what you're doing. Um, you have to, you know, you, you're limited to, you can't be in the light for too long or the creature's going to come out and get you, you know? So uh, it, it makes you, it, it gives you that, de- it makes you desperate. And I think a lot of games, uh, survival horror games, like like your Resident Evils and things, they, they lack that now, that, that desperation that you would get in, in games like Isolation and Amnesia. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. It's one of those things that like Lovecraft did so well. Um, he lets he 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 creates a universe where usually the person telling the story is just this normal guy, right? And yeah. um, he goes through these incredible, awesome, like truly awesome circumstances um, that that are that are so awesome. They often leave the guy in a state of uh, just. Uh, insanity because they can't comprehend and he if you'll notice a lot of what Lowcraft does and some people knock him because uh, you know he, he, he couldn't find the words to it or whatever but he describes yeah. monsters as saying you know they there's no words to describe that and if you stop and think about how truly horrific that is there's there's not a word to describe this this creature that I'm seeing you know when he yeah. describes you know Cthulhu and and and, and all that stuff it's just I mean, it's just incredible, and it lets your imagination like, fill in the blanks, and, and generally your imagination is going to be way creepier, at least mine yeah. is. Yeah. 
Awesome. Cool, man. Uh, you know what? We generally try to keep these around a half hour, buddy. Um, so let's go ahead and call this one to a close. But I'd yeah, love, yeah. love to have you guys um, let us know what you think about this uh, Let's Level Up podcast. Again, I'm going to try to fill in some of the empty weeks of the Major Wars Mondays thing. Uh, so that way you guys can enjoy content more often. And I think that's a good thing. So it's one of the things you guys have really been asking for. So hopefully this is going to scratch that itch for you. Um, we'll have more Mage Wars next week. Um, hopefully Aaron, Scott, and myself will be back together and we'll be talking about the greatest game, Mage Wars. And um, we had some really cool feedback on the Araxian Crown episode. That was a lot of fun. And um, we're really looking forward to doing more stuff like that. So I think we're going to try to focus around lore um, based upon the forum's uh, feedback of the episode so hopefully we can get a nice episode talking about ethereum lore so don't hold me to that because it may not happen that's what we're going for as of right now and um that should be a lot of fun so tink man thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show oh thanks man thanks for having me appreciate it yeah so if you guys want to get in touch with tink you can find him on twitter at tink to the past that's t-i-n-k to the past like link to the past but with a t yeah isn't he adorable? Clever. Yeah, I'm so witty. We are very witty. As, <laughs> as always, you can follow us on um, iTunes and uh, Stitcher Smart Radio for this podcast. Again, the podcast is called Let's Level Up, and I thank you guys for listening. Um, if you're interested in seeing what I do on YouTube, you can go to my website, letslevelup.net, or follow me on Twitter at Let's Level Up. And I just want to say thank you again for listening, and until next time, game on. Game on.